Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. It is your SmackDown review for Friday, September 29th. September is almost over, people. Crazy how quickly the time goes, but... We thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with tonight's SmackDown, but we have no Luis tonight. I am out here so vulnerable on my own. Please be nice to me and please send in your super chats if you would be so kind. We're not going to do humper chats, just super chats tonight because I don't have access to those. Um, and we will also remind you to leave a thumbs up on this video and to subscribe to Fightful YouTube, both things that help us out very much. Very, very much, if you would be so kind. But nothing helps us out more, people, than when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Oh, my goodness. I think there's going to be some big news coming out of Wrestle Dream. So get on FightfulSelect.com. Very excited about the pay-per-views this weekend. We have No Mercy tomorrow. I'll be doing the post show with Alex Pawlowski on the main channel right here to bring you all of the greatest with an NXT card that looks pretty strong. Very, very excited about that. Um, oh, sorry. Call me crazy. I see that you said in a couple of humper chats, I'll see if there's something I can do to get those out during the, the ad break. I'm sorry for the late notice on that, but we'll do our best to get all of those addressed and more. Um, lots going on at FightfulSelect.com. Lots of contract news, some details on Shelton Benjamin and, People that are advocating for him inside of AEW, the Jake Cargill news, of course, but also some news on Serena Deeb and some conflicting reports about her status and what's leading to her absence on television, her prolonged absence on television. So head over there to FightfulSelect.com. We appreciate all the support that you want to give us in any way that you want to give it to us. I'm so excited to talk some SmackDown. I'm going to Seattle at 8.30 in the morning. I yeah. am ready to rock and roll with this wrestling weekend, and we're kicking it off with this episode of SmackDown. Seemed very talk-heavy, but the in-ring that we got was really, really good. Um, and a, a lot of consistency, which is very refreshing to see. Um, mm-hmm. I am someone that prefers in-ring, so 
It's a little talk heavy on me. I might just be fatigued after like the talk heaviest dynamite of all time on Wednesday. I might just be craving some matches here in my wrestling. Uh, but uh, what did you think kind of overall of tonight's show? Yeah, I agree with you. First of all, FIFO Select will keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, um, huh? Uh? Uh? Like, <laughs> salesman, baby. If um, you don't know how to cope, Lind, with your emotions about the possibilities of some upcoming maybe debuts, nothing confirmed yet, but uh, I love that. Mm, keeping you, Adam. Just I don't even know. Keeping, keeping you, Adam. You I don't. <laughs> Keeping you up and at them. Huh? There you go. Sorry. I don't even know what the hell I was saying. But anyway, back to SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown was really um, interesting tonight. Um, there was a couple matches that really had my uh, full attention. And there was a couple segments with men in wheelchairs that really had my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I really popped. And I was smiling Gosh. throughout the whole thing. Kept me happy. So um, other than that, you're right. This week was a full of, of a lot of chatter in wrestling um so yeah let's see where it goes let's let's get into the smackdown card well let us talk to you all right we are gonna dive into some smackdown please get in those super chats if you would be so kind but we kick it off with jimmy uso solo sokoa and paul Heyman entering to a chorus of booze uh I'm going to condense some of this. We have a lot of like through lines. So instead of going necessarily chronologically, especially without Luis here, I'm going to try and kind of smush these things together. I'm going to smush them together. We're going to save the main event segment for the end, obviously, but everything else we're going to talk about kind of right here with this Jimmy Uso takeover kind of thing. Um, So we get them entering Paul Heyman calls Sacramento a hellhole. You got to love just classic textbook heel stuff going on here. Um, he says, and I really, really liked this, that the second greatest of all time, John Cena, took a beating last week. And I just love how in one sentence he managed to put over and bury the guy at the same time, right? Like, he's like, this is the, other than my guy, this is the greatest guy of all time. But he's not my guy. So he's the second greatest. And I just, I really, really liked that. I also liked, um, in a similar vein on Wednesday, MJF calling his fans my pores, I just thought was the funniest tweener thing in the world <laughs> where he was like, they're my pores. Like he's still insulting them because at the end of the day, he's going to be healed, right? But calling them mine is such like a baby face move. This was kind of the same thing where it was like, I'm lifting you up and tearing you down at the same time. And that's really, really effective. Like I think that's harder to do than most people realize. But if anybody can do it, it's Paul Heyman. So yeah. he says that he took a beating last week. And it was one that he hadn't taken in a very long time. Uh, and then they pull up footage from last week's assault on not only Cena, but AJ Styles, of course. Uh, you get Heyman saying that he heard Cena was having transportation issues and that Styles is in the hospital. And then we hand the mic over to Jimmy Uso, who begins to brag about everything that's been caused by messing with the bloodline. Out comes Carl Anderson hitting the ring, attacking Jimmy. Anderson mm. sent the bloodline to the outside here and stated that uh, because Styles was in the hospital, it's now the OC's business. So we're seeing this pivot include Carl Anderson, which nice to see him on television. It's been a minute. Um, and then you kind of see this like knowing glance between Jimmy and Solo Sokoa where they were like, they were going to respond. And then they kind of were like, I'll wait till the match. So 
We got a couple of segments and commercial breaks in before this, but since I'm trying to smoosh it all together, as I said, smoosh we'll, it. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump ahead to the match here where um, we have Jimmy Uso beating Carl Anderson, as you probably expect, but you get an eye rake in here and Jimmy goes to the top for a huge splash. Looked really, really, really good. Quick victory here. Um, and then after the match, we get Anderson trying to attack him. Uh, but Solo Sokoa comes in and makes the save with the Samoan spike. And then the bloodline heads up the ramp to meet Mia Yim, who, even though Shelton Benjamin is no longer an employee, still, I guess, is is walking around pissed off here. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal enemy of our own Sean Rossap, but uh, she nails uh, Jimmy Uso right on the head. So this is good stuff. I like them continuing to build this out, especially when we have some notorious pay-per-views that have multi-man matches on coming up, right? So mm -hmm. uh, this looks like it's headed to fast lane rather than um, a Survivor Series. I almost said Elimination Chamber. That's where my head is, obviously, in the clouds. Uh, and so, <laughs> But even so, like you want alliances building going into Survivor Series, right? So whether they choose to run this back or not, I think that's a good thing. Uh, this all made sense. I'll talk about the other stuff towards the end of the episode. We'll break this up because this was a lot of the show. Uh, but what did you think about kind of this opening part into this beginning part of the through line here? Um, I would I would summarize it as used to it. And I'll tell you why I say used to it. It's because um, for the longest time on SmackDown, we've uh, bookended the show. So much yeah. with with you know everything that has to do with the bloodline and any uh any different type of group or combination, it's still the bloodline. So to me it was all right, cool. Um, you know, I understand that they gotta get to to the end of the show and and bring out you know the big pop and surprise of what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, it it didn't really move me. It didn't like, you know, it just it felt same, unfortunately, you know, I, it, it was good, right? Like they, they're getting the story ahead and they're doing a great job at it. Um, I love me and him coming on blasting him in the this face. So that awesome. was pretty. That was pretty cool. And, I, and you you can tell she did not hold back either. It was yeah, like, no, hit me. So I love that stuff. So um, I love physicality. <laughs> but who doesn't? Right. Yeah, um, that's but yeah, I just, that's I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to anyone who maybe thought I'd think differently on, on the chat. But to me, it just felt the same as what we've been kind of seeing down the line. Sure. And there's that's kind of the double edged sword of it. Right. Of uh, this is logically how things should go. But it's very obvious how things are going to go. Yes. So right. It's a little bit trickier. I think what happened at the end is a little bit more enticing because I think the thing that we wanted to get, we yes. got, which we weren't yes. sure we were going to be able to get. But it looks like we are. So. This was really just laying the foundation for that. But you're right. It takes up a lot of bandwidth on the show. So yes. when you're like, eh, I know what's happening a little bit too much. I, I totally get it. Some of the backstage beatdown stuff that we're going to talk about later, I thought was good. It got some some fresh people on screen. But we have the wonderful Kim Gray saying, hello to my faves. We'll catch up after the football hello. game. Yeah. We'll get Let's your football it. in, baby. Football. Who watches that? game a that you kick the ball you know what through the a net. lot of people a lot and you of score three pointers am i wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know about as much about that as chelsea green does about uh baseball right when you yeah. kick a home run through the goalposts, i love it let's go <laughs> 
basketball was like my favorite <laughs> thing on WWE television. So a lot happening there. We're going to come back to the rest of the bloodline drama. We will move forward into uh, this Grayson Waller effect segment. We're going to save mm. all of the U.S. title stuff and clump it together. Uh, but we get the Grayson Waller effect with Bobby Lashley. Now, this is going in a direction that's more favorable than I thought it was. It felt like we were already breaking up the bloodline. The bloodline. The Herb Business 2.0, the street business. Like, this is, uh, felt like it was breaking up. But I'm glad they're, they seem to be maintaining it. So we get Bobby Lashley saying that he made a mistake when it came to aligning with the street profits and that uh, he doesn't think that they have what it takes to be successful. Um, and then you have Grayson Waller stating like he and Austin Theory are so successful, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe it's them. Uh, and Lashley says, no, 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 no. I've seen enough out of Austin Theory. I was in triple threats with that guy for the U.S. title for a while, okay? Uh, and Waller tries to defend him here. And the Street Profits music hit and out come a confused Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Uh, they step right up to Lashley, which I like. Like they have some fire behind them and some tenacity. And Bobby says he doesn't want to hear it, though. Like, immediately goes to cut them off, which I love. And he said that the Street Profits need to prove it to him before leaving the ring. Uh, and Dawkins and Ford catch up with him. And, and he just kind of reiterates this idea, right, that they need to prove it with some wins. Um, I like that. My only complaint is I feel like we're seeing like a lot of that in general across WWE program. It's kind of becoming a clutch, like a, a crutch, not as clutch, more of a crutch um, where it's like JD McDonough needs to prove his worth. And right. with Cody in the whole Brock storyline, it was kind of like him proving that he could hang. Like, I guess that's a, a pretty underlying thing in a lot of wrestling, but I just, I feel like they're, they could do something a little bit more fresh. That being said, I think this is maybe one of the best examples I've seen of it because Bobby Lashley is such a convincing character and his whole motivation through this whole thing was to bring the violence out of them, right? To bring the fire. And so when they let him down with that, he doesn't really have time for that. And so I really, really like the, the way that this is being executed. I think Bobby Lashley is so fantastic. I have one minor thing with him, uh, which I think you know what it is and we're going to talk about it in a minute here. But uh, I. I like that this is being done. I feel like it's getting maybe a little bit redundant within the WWE creative scope, but man, like the execution of it tonight, I, I really liked it. It's kind of nice seeing this more serious side of the street profits too, as well, Alex. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying into whatever the street profits are, are turning into. It, it was a slow start burn for, for them. And, and you don't want to like just jump into it. Right. Cause they've been, the happy-go-lucky guys that come out and dance with you for so long that this is a really big change for that team. Um, so, you know, you kind of want to tell that story. Was it something that they were thinking about doing? Was it something they were ready to do? Are they conflicted about it? And I think they've done such a great job of that. And Bobby Lashley has now um, kind of put his his foot down. It's like, all right, enough of the BS and, you know, graylining it. What are we doing here? Are we going to fight? Are we going to be this, you know, formidable team that's going to take over everyone? And they show they're showing that now. Like they came yeah. in, they look great. They beat the crap out of them. Um, they're looking strong. They don't look weak. I, it's like whatever they're going to be doing with Bobby now as a manager. I don't know 
we don't know his future if he's going to continue getting into the ring or not. It's it, I'm intrigued by it, and I really yeah. like I'm honed in on him as this guiding light for these young teams that come into WWE and what he can do with them. I'm buying, man. I love it. I love it too. And I also like something that kind of happens a little too rarely in WWE, which I loved about this episode was we get an immediate resolution and we're going to talk about that with the U S title match, but it wasn't like, okay, let me think on that for a week. Like they responded immediately yes. in this episode and we're going to get into that too shortly here, but I thought this was really, really good. Um, this is a really refreshing thing to to see on the program. Like this is a really good use of Bobby Lashley because He's so likable and also so convincing. This is kind of like a perfect cross-section for what he's doing. I, I really dig it. And sexy. And sexy. So let's talk about that because he's a good-looking <laughs> dude. And part of the reason is his wardrobe, okay? And now I feel yeah. like I'm being trolled, Alex, because I have said week over week, send me a suit. Okay? I, think he's not, okay. I think he's not like responding to you. I think this is a problem. I think... Thank you. That's all I want is some acknowledgement. Like, I've been asking for a suit for weeks. And then Corey Graves is on commentary talking about how great he looks and how he doesn't usually admit it, but Bobby Lashley is one of the best-dressed wrestlers out. I've been saying it for weeks, Corey Graves. He obviously listens to our show Who after right immediately after it goes off the air. Probably uh, during. It's probably in his headphones. Here. You're right, yeah. Last yeah. week's episode, he's like, I'm listening to it while I'm commentating. He's responding directly, and I don't appreciate it because I have said for weeks, I just want one stinking suit. And then I get people telling me where he gets his suits. I don't want it from the same store. I want it from Bobby Lashley, okay? Yeah. The value goes up. Bobby Lashley is a top-tier talent, okay? I could go to any old store and get a nice-looking suit. I want a Bobby Lashley-endorsed suit. It's and I true. want it sent to me, and I want it pressed. I want looking good, and I don't want to hear from Corey Graves until then about this, okay? You keep your mouth shut, Corey Graves, on commentary <laughs> until I get my suit about how good Bobby Lashley looks. I know. I've been saying it for a while. He had the specs on today. Yeah, man. He was looking I very mean, clean cut, very fresh. Come on, I'm man. down for it. He looked great. He looked great, and I just, I want, I want to slice. See, you guys in the chat, you get it. Give Kate I'm six foot suit. five. If he can get me a, a suit, that's this is me enough. finishing the story. Is Bobby Lashley sending me a suit? Okay. It's nothing wrong with finishing the story, my friend. At least some <laughs> of us can. That's right. That's right. Um, Brother Ray asking about the Rampage review. So we don't do the Rampage review on here except for uh, super episodes. We'll probably super, be doing oh that. Oh my god, we stole that from WWE. Welcome to the super social super yeah, show, or whatever. But <laughs> when there's a lot to be built up on, uh, we'll do the rampage reviews. Then they are covered quickly at the beginning of the collision post show, which you can let them wow, you can <laughs> catch with Iridian and Ricchino and the wonderful Cresta Star. I don't know what their schedule is tomorrow. I'm assuming we're going on at the same time with the NXT No Mercy post show. Uh, so you can catch that. But that is where that gets covered. However, when there's a rampage that kind of eats up a lot of this time or like feels like a big deal, we will continue to cover it uh, in, in depth there. So I do yeah. know there's some good stuff happening in a women's main event that I'm very excited to see. So 
be sure to check that out. I heard some exciting spoilies about that. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. It's a spoilies. She I brought did. that out, friends. I did. Well, that's when you tape in advance. Easy to find those things. <laughs> so, so uh, we do get, I really liked this from Grayson Waller. He's like, well, that segment was a buzzkill. Thanks a lot, Bobby Lashley. Let me get my show back on track. <laughs> He's really good at this. And I have gone back and forth with whether I like Austin Theory being involved in it or not. Because I think it does help Austin Theory a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's doing the job of getting me interested in Austin Theory, but I get less annoyed that he's on my screen when Grayson Waller's there. So progress, I guess. Um, But we see him versus Cameron Grimes finally back on screen. Uh, Good and bad here. Very happy to see that guy back on screen. Uh, You knew Theory was going to win. He hits the A-town down with tenacity. Like, he looked really great. Love that Cameron Grimes is in control in a lot of this match so that he doesn't look like a chump in defeat. But he didn't look like Cameron Grimes to the moon, Cameron Grimes, that we love and know. He doesn't look like any iteration of kind of any of the characters that we got to know. And he has such a wonderful and expressive personality. And I know this wasn't maybe the best alley to showcase it, but, oh, I just don't want that to get lost because it's so special. He's like such a unique um, presence. And I I don't want that to get lost when he is on screen. So I hope they find something more solid for him to do because he's just a fantastic wrestler. But uh, this is, this is served its purpose, right? You wanted Austin theory to get a big win here. You want Grayson Waller's relationship to continue perfectly fine from where I'm sitting. Any thoughts here? No, I'm I'm the same way. Um, Nice to see Cameron grind back uh, on my TV. Again, someone who I wasn't very hip to, um until i started listening to you and the uh, nxt post shows and all that good stuff you know gotta give it up to the bangs <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah uh we'll see where this goes I, I hope that we get to see some more of these talents that's been mia you know and, and yes up on, on on screen you know even if it is against somebody like theory four or grimes 400 times you know i will against say against each other like it absolutely sucks when we have cuts but there does always seem to be a concerted effort to use talent that didn't get cut that hadn't been getting used after those cuts get made so that's at least a good thing i like to see that um but yeah and later we get this nice little cameron grimes uh i'm sorry dragon lee video package just showing some highlights of him in nxt and he was shown uh, in attendance live at SmackDown beforehand, which mm. I really liked. And it looks like he's going to be entering the picture here because we get a little bit of, dare I say, a scuffle between Austin Theory and Dragon a Lee. What? A scuffle, <laughs> I say. It wasn't a full-on fight. It wasn't like Jimmy Uso beating everybody down backstage. But they get into it backstage a little bit. And that's something that I think could be a great program is Dragon Lee is great. And I think Austin Theory is really good in the ring. So maybe with that, plus Grayson Waller, you have some good stuff cooking. Maybe Dragon Lee finds a tag team partner. There's a lot of options there. So uh, I think there's a lot of ways that they could go. And I'm intrigued to see which way they end up going. Yeah. So some good stuff there. But my favorite. I'm glad they're pushing Dragon Lee in that uh, Lucha style. They kind of stay away from that a lot. You know, it's kind of reserved for like a one 
type of match, you know. Even yeah. Rey Mysterio doesn't do lucha style anymore. It's a hybrid WWE lucha style, you know. But pure yeah, Dragon lucha Lee is style like a little bit is... more pure. Oh my god, yeah. Boy, did we get to see some lucha stuff today, though, in uh, this U.S. title match. My favorite thing of the night, which we've got some chats about. Will chiming in, always yes. supportive, saying, "I love, love, love the U.S. title match. They found a two-pack killer." Uh, yeah, they that's they crazy did. after yeah. 27 years or something insane. Yeah, it's nuts. In the words of Ice Cube today was a good day, and he also said, to our point a little bit more, I love that they're making Dragon Lee a big deal. I really love how much they make Jade feel like a megastar. Yes, I think they're addressing something that has been a long time problem of NXT talents not translating to the main roster. It got really lost for a while. Um, and there's been a more concerted effort with that, right? LA Knight came up in a way that was not beneficial to him, but got himself super over. Dragon Lee getting these video packages, a really strong debut, feels like they are trying to make sure people translate a little bit better. Sure. Um, Solo Sokoa has obviously been on a meteoric rise since he came up. <laughs> I think they're being tear, more strategic man. with them. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. So. It is good to see more care and attention being paid to the handoff because so many times we see great NXT talent come up to the main roster and they're either A, in like Cameron Grimes' world where they're not getting an opportunity to showcase what they want to do or B, like a completely different person than they were in NXT. So, yeah. um, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, Play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nice to see some consistency. Gunther, of course, like probably the best. He's one of them, yeah. My gosh, like what a the perfect perfect test case there, right? So For sure. good stuff. But moving from good stuff to great stuff, baby, we get 
Kathy Kelly earlier in this episode backstage with Santos Escobar. Escobar basically says that he is excited, he's got butterflies, he's focused, and that this has been his dream. And it it felt very authentic. Like, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of points in this relationship with Rey Mysterio where you can feel kind of the genuity coming out of it. And it's it's just so awesome when you get to see stuff like that. Um, And then later we get Kayla Braxton backstage with Rey, and Rey says the LWO is all about family. He expects the best out of Santos tonight. And it'll be the fight of his life in the ring. And we get a fantastic match, which we knew would happen, right? Anytime these two lock up, you know it's going to be special. And what I loved here was we did not get a hardened Santos Escobar heel turn. But I think we were getting flares of what that might look like and it came very naturally through the story this is something that if you're not as familiar with santos escobar like he is so so good at in-ring storytelling and looping it back to where the story is going like impossibly good at it so uh you want to talk some old school lucha we got a gory special on this show my god how fun was it to see that we get uh some just really well laid in offense Escobar with a huge tilt the world backbreaker in this into a torture rack uh, only getting the two count there. We get a phantom driver for the two count. And then the finish of this is a phantom driver with Mysterio blocking it and nailing uh, a top rope hurricane Rana, I think into the one, two, three. So uh, I loved that you were getting this mounting frustration from Santos Escobar. Cause mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm in there facing my idol. I still want that title though. Like he wants the U S title this whole time. And it feels like he might, those frustrations might continue to mount. Like this might get less friendly over the next couple months. And hopefully he is the one to win that title. Um, I Santos Escobar as a heel is great. I, I can't wait to see it, but I do think it's, um, this might be the beginning of that piece of the story. And I just loved how you could see him getting frustrated with his mentor, kind of having the the perfect chess move to answer all of his things. But man, oh man, can he fucking go in the ring, man? Like he I know. So good. What were your thoughts on this? I've, I've been saying this since we started doing this show together. Every time I see a glimpse of people like a Santos Escobar, I've been very high on him since day one. Um, as I mentioned before, prior to this was through NXT, just watching his, um, you know, his style and his his character, just um, not being the traditional like Latino, you know, evil guy that comes in and, you know, the C so chance cool. <laughs> and, the you know, the knee slapping because that's what they always do all the time or the Eddie Guerrero crap from the top rope like it that just gets boring after a while. Um, he's been he's just been so consistent with who he is so in nxt he was this you know like you mentioned before he was so good as a heel right here now in in smackdown god he's giving you this true to life you know giving you his all person you you're going through these ups and downs with him he can't get over the hump with ray mysterio he doesn't know what to do now. you know what's coming you know what's coming he can't get over the hump your childhood hero, there's no, you can't find a way to beat him. Yeah. So you know what's coming. And I think they're telling a beautiful story with them where it doesn't feel rushed and it doesn't feel like, oh, God, you already know he's going to turn his back on him and do something nasty to him. 
It's just beautifully drawn out. And I'm here for I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the fall of of you know of Ray when he loses that title. If he does lose it to Santos and Santos does become heel, you know, like that's the story I want to see. I'm here for it. And I should also emphasize too, like to your point, what's so funny to me is he's the one guy where it's not like, at least from where I'm sitting, I feel like there's not like a tribute to the late great Eddie Guerrero. Cor- and he, yes. He's probably the closest to Eddie Guerrero when I see him as a heel. Like of any present day Hispanic talent on my screen by not trying to be Eddie and be himself, but lead into a lot of the same attributes. I'm like, this guy's the closest. I'm telling you, when you see this guy work heel, it's so special. It's been so much fun seeing him on this face run. But if this is the beginning of a turn, like he was just nailing everything from like his side of things and more traditional heel stuff to like, they did a full on mob angle with Tony D'Angelo and the D'Angelo family versus like the Escobar family down at NXT. And they made it work in this like very cinematic mob boss storyline. And he was viable in everything he was doing there. I'm so glad he's getting these opportunities to shine on the main roster. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that we see that on a really meaningful spot, whether it's like if survivor series feels real or Royal rumble is like the spot for it. Like I want that to happen on a really big stage. So Looking and again, I'm like you mentioned, I'm glad that he's not being pushed as that, like just being compared to like as every Latino wrestler that comes in through WWE. You know, they got to do the jiggle on the top rope. It's everywhere, too. Sammy Guevara. Like, uh, oh, no, I don't mean yeah, WWE. Everybody. I mean, in general, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's good everywhere. just to see a, a wrestler in general just be Santos himself. Yeah. himself and not, you know, do all the bells and whistles of who he has to idolize no let him be i want to idolize santos escobar that's what i want to i'm sure with ray because of this relationship we're going to get some really fun stuff when he turns heel of like going for the 619 and then not or whatever like i think that's getting into his son and all that stuff oh yeah yeah. it's gonna be fun we're gonna have some fun with that i might cry Wrestling makes me cry like more than most things in life now. It's ridiculous. Power like, Rangers made me cry today, but that's that. I love that though. But like Eddie Kingston winning the ROH title, um, yeah, blowing up. Like I don't I, know why he. I cried with him in the ring. Oh, that's a lot. I've had a lot of wrestling feelings the past few months, and I'm gonna have them again in Seattle because I'm gonna see so much great wrestling out there. I might see somebody's debut. I'm gonna see FTR and Aussie Open. I'm going to get to see Shibata versus Eddie Kingston. I'm going to get to see ZSJ and Brian Brian Danielson Dickens. I am looking forward to it, and I'm sure you are. And if you're not going and you have to order on pay-per-view, you're probably like, how am I supposed to afford all of these freaking pay-per-views one in a row and a row and a row? I just paid for (laughs) all out and all in. I might as well travel to a different country for what I'm paying and get it cheaper there. And... If you can't take a plane, I know exactly the vehicle you should use. And that's NordVPN. Sean's here to tell you about it. Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits. But if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff in any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, 
this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc., and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It works, trust me. And you're muted. What's going on with my technology these days? And she's back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I was just so excited about NordVPN that my whole system just went bananas. Okay, that it happens. That is how much I love NordVPN. We've got some super chats and humper chats that have come in. Uh, we get Matthew <clears throat> Plus saying, oh, always God. amazes me that Cardoza isn't an army vet. We're going to move along. Uh, the same exact role saying kayfabe has been added to the dictionary. It has. Kayfabe has been added to the Guinness Book of Records under giant Ooh, morons with zeros. God. Buddy, let me tell you where being a giant moron gets you, okay? It gets you to the media room at an AEW pay-per-view. And a I love that for you. At the Four Seasons Hotel for two nights, okay? Wow. I am looking... Mighty fine this weekend. So call me whatever names you want. All right. According I'm to the internet, rolling high. You, my friend, you got paid by Tony Khan to go there. He paid for your hotel. He paid for your flight. He paid for your seats. I know. He paid for everything. I wish. I'm waiting for this reimbursement, man. That's the. That's the. That's <laughs> These the, checks uh, that Sean keeps getting, I, I'm waiting for him to trickle down to me. I should be invoicing <laughs> back, I guess. But my that's goodness. Funny. No, but I'm so happy for you. I can't honestly, like, I need to hear you. Like, you need to be loud and proud. Uh, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen, I told her behind the scenes when we were talking before we came, I said, just say my name once. That's all I want. I want to hear it. I, I'm going to introduce just, myself as Alex. Yeah, just. Alex Cardoza, Fifo. <laughs> They'll be like, that girl looks Hispanic. Her last name is yeah. definitely Fifo. Spanish her heritage wants get that girl up here. That's right. That's right. I'm very excited. It was a really positive experience at Forbidden Door. I'm, I'm really excited to go to this. Uh, unintentionally, I my two press rooms have been in um, the hybrid New Japan <laughs> pay-per-views, and that makes me very happy. I'm on a, a big New Japan high these past few months. Good stuff. Matthew Plus saying, you should try an audio-only format. Well, no, oh, my God. friend, because we get 200,000 views a month here on YouTube. Thank you very much. But you can listen to us in audio form, and if you do, please give us a five-star review on your desired listening platform. Will saying, they fooled me twice. I thought he was going to beat Ray. A couple of good near falls in this. And they made it have that big match feel. So I was like, I don't think they would do this on just a regular episode of SmackDown, especially this close to a pay-per-view. But they got me. They got me a couple times. Orion Ben 666 saying, they told Kate one match and she went crazy in Seattle. Look, you announced ZSJ, Brian Danielson. <sighs> Give me Sheppy Zach versus Dragon Bullocks. I am so excited. 
I did actually like think about the fact that um, with matches that technical, sometimes you have a better viewing experience on TV, like being there yeah. live because everything is so nuanced. Uh, but then I was like, what am I going to do? Not be in the building for that. Let's go. Very, very, very excited. The greatest wrestler of all time with one of my favorites uh, in all of wrestling right now. And the best technical wrestler, in, in my opinion, in, in Zack Sabre Jr. In the like, whole world. In the world. Like, I, it's, um, I've been watching since 2009, and I would say this Zack Sabre Jr. TV title reign is one of the most inspired reigns that I've ever seen. Like, it's some of the best wrestling work as far as establishing a phase of his career as a singles competitor because he was doing a lot of tag work it's establishing a new belt in new japan it's doing so with a time limit draw and it's like in his style it's, it's just been really inspired work so go watch it if you haven't going into this like there's so many great 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 matches in this title reign um i'm very intrigued to see what he adds to commentary tomorrow i think that's going to be a whole bunch of fun i'm wondering if this ends up being for that title uh probably not because i think it would tip the hand of the booking but I am very excited. So happy for you. Go Thank to the you. fish market. Throw some fish. Oh, I'm gonna come back with so much vinyl. You need to like go and take it's a the good. Home of you know, grunge. Go and cope with the land out there. I. You know? It's my favorite music is grandfathered there. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna be in hog heaven. I think this weekend. I'm very excited. Thank you. As do I. I Eat need some it. shrooms and listen to grunge. Let's go. It's all about <sighs> Seattle this weekend. <laughs> I don't dabble in drugs, but I think no, if you're I'm if you're in to, Seattle I don't either, listening, by the way, <laughs> I think if you're in Seattle listening to grunge, you might just do heroin. Like I don't think it's even. Like, Holy crap! <laughs> I think that's how it works. Like I don't Ladies even know if you volunteer. To she do said, it. "Give me the black tar heroin immediately." That's, I mean, I, I'm yeah. not. I, it's not even that I'm signing up to do it. I think that's just what happens when you listen to grunge. Oh, you just, yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> that feeling's okay. Go to the real Starbucks out there too if you drink coffee. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be living it up. I'm gonna be having the time of my life. I'm very excited. Nice. So Seattle jumping Kate. back in here, I know I, I'm I'm sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> you get it? There you go. That's me. Submissions in Seattle, Bullocks. Let's go. Uh, but we, after this match, uh, get a very frustrated Santos Escobar, which I like, and Zelina Vega, who was at ringside during this, is very concerned about the mm -hmm. dynamic of what just happened. And before Mysterio and Escobar can kind of do like the paying respect move, you get the Street Profits coming out and they attack Ray and Santos. And that's what I love was what we got set up earlier in the night immediately paid off, right? Bobby yeah. Lashley says, prove it. They go and beat down Ray and Santos here. Yep. Adore that. I think that's so great. Yep. Uh, Bobby Lashley's music hits and he's headed down to the ring. And the rest of the LWO try to kind of stop him and make the save for Mysterio and Escobar. But they get laid out as well because it's Bobby freaking Lashley. All right. You're not stopping that guy. But he's just smiling and celebrating with the Street Profits. So proud of his little fashionable children, which you love to see. Good stuff here. Uh, I think that's good. It's a nice little story brewing. I, I like stables. So this stuff is all for me. I will take it. Any thoughts on kind of our post match and, and this build or no, I kind of uh 
alluded to it before in the beginning when we first started about how how hyped I am with the way that they came in and and beat the guys up and stuff like that. So you know, just to kind of like circle back, same thing. Um, you know, the the after talk there in in the, you can see Santos looked a little frustrated. Um, I love when he talks Spanish. I hate when you talk Spanish and then you dub it in English at the same time. You have to repeat it twice. Yeah. Um, that, that to me just, it's a little weird. I understand that, you know, there's no Spanish speaking people, but that might be watching and not understanding, but whatever. Like, I like that with Santos, they just let it be. Yeah. I love when people get to speak in their native language because I think like you. You understand what they're saying, even if you don't understand what they're saying. Like, yeah. like when it's delivered well, you can fully hear the message. But Caleb Braxton is back there, and we get a challenge from Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits for Fastlane coming up. So throwing this little pay-per-view together last minute, but it is coming together, and it's coming together yeah. with some great matches. So we will see. But we get a couple of other pieces of business here of Michael Cole announcing uh, WWE signing Jade Cargill and the potential and the future of what it could look like for her. Um, and we get this video promo that I know you were excited to talk about. Just the bravery of Elton Prince, who suffered uh, an injury back in July that did not require him to be in a wheelchair at all. Uh, there was no need for this. It was a shoulder injury. But he's in a wheelchair. Uh, it looks like he has made a full recovery because he celebrates by popping up from that wheelchair. This is just hysterical. These guys are so much fun. And they really settled in on who they are on the main roster. It's it's a blast to see them anytime they're on screen. These vignettes have been just hysterical. Um, any thoughts? I know you wanted to talk about this. So go. Right I ahead. loved everything about it. <laughs> it was so gimmicky and amazing. Uh, it reminded me a lot of what MJF and Adam Cole were doing. Um, you know, it was just from when the minute I heard the music, I kind of turned around and looked at the TV and I was like, I smiled. I was like, oh, I know what's coming. And <laughs> it was so damn good. Uh, the weird montage story of him trying to give him a tag to me. He fell off the wheelchair. I popped so hard. I know I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to feel sorry because the man messed up his shoulder but couldn't walk. Yeah, uh, but they're telling you to laugh at it. I love it. It's so Butch good. saying we should have broken his legs <laughs> instead at the very end. Oh, so God. It funny. was just so good. Um, I love what they're doing with them. I love the fact that they are very serious in the ring, but they don't take themselves super serious outside. They have such a great um, tag team like vibe and and the the gimmick that they're playing is so well put together. That it does it, it, for me, who always hates these over the top gimmicks, this does not feel over the top to me. This feels just perfect with them. And I really like it. I don't know what it is about these two, but I'm so like it's as it's as good as the um, the acclaimed, you know. Like it was not supposed to be that crazy, well, scissoring keep, people, but it works. But they're like I keep going back to Roddy. Like he's so over with this neck injury, and they're so over with their shoulder injury. I'm like, yes. this is it's so hard to explain to people, and I think this is where it boils down to just a matter of taste because I just like. Um, there's some really gimmicky stuff that I hate. And there's some really gimmicky stuff that I love. And it's just, there's, sometimes it's, it's not logical. Sometimes 
it's just a matter of taste. Like it, it really is. It's like, no, I just find that funny and I don't find this other thing funny. So uh, I'm with you though. These have been yeah. absolute gold. I think they've been so much freaking fun. I like, we know when he finally gets up and, and, and tags his hand and they're like dancing and they do the, ah, and they freeze frame it. I was like, yes, it filled my soul. And to your point, Butch and Rich Holland backstage just, <laughs> just look at, like, they got called to TV just to go, we should have done more damage back in July. Yeah, like, yeah. hysterical to me. Uh, Butch, Pete Dunne, doing excellent work on NXT. Excellent really, work yeah, on NXT. Really. Um, very nice to see him in this month of September. Very. Moving on into Octecker. Very Ooh. excited. Mm. it's the year of technical mm. wrestling it's back baby all right i'm excited and i'm gonna calm this lady down <laughs> nope. get some water nope, it's her. just gonna get worse it's just gonna get worse on sunday but <laughs> we get, i'm here for it we get charlotte flair and bailey and uh match that between the ropes is good but hate the angle um and a promo that's good still hate the angle before the match we see charlotte getting out of her limousine of course and giving what I, I thought is a decent promo, but like she's supposed to be the face in this, and she's just better at being a heel. Like, let her be a heel. Um, but she asked Bailey what happened to her and says, you know, she was one of the four horsewomen. And it's kind of a good point because the booking has not been kind to Bailey over the past year and a half or yeah. so, while still positioned very highly on the card. Um, and then she says after she beats Bailey tonight, she's going to challenge Io Sky for the championship at Fastlane. Why wouldn't she? She's Charlotte Flair. She doesn't have to talk to Adam Pierce tonight, I guess. Like, uh, sure, why not? Just go around making your own matches and rules. I guess this is technically a challenge. Io didn't accept it, but like, we're going to talk later about what happens with, with this match. Uh, the match is pretty good. There's some good stuff between the ropes. We get Flair hitting a really nice spear at, to end it. Um, but Bailey in control in a lot of this match. I loved her getting out of the figure eight. I thought she did a great job with that spot. Um, but after we get Bailey grabbing a mic and saying that the goal tonight wasn't to win, it was to destroy Charlotte, which I thought was good, except that that didn't really come across in the match. But as damage control is looking like they're about to fulfill Bailey's promise and, and go down there and lay in the beatdown. Oscar's uh, music hits and she heads out to the ring cutting a promo in Japanese another situation where we get someone just cutting a promo in their native tongue always reads better to me uh, Bailey attempts to translate uh, saying that if Sky would defend the title in a triple threat against Charlotte and Asuka at Fastlane uh, Io Sky not happy yeah so I'm happy about the match I'm very nervous about the outcome I can't imagine that triple threat being bad with the three of those women in it. Like those are three of the best wrestlers in the freaking world, male or female. Um, very nervous that Charlotte wins. And this is just a ploy to have Asuka and EO be a sideshow, a non-title thing, which would be two championships in a row where it got derailed for no reason. Like Asuka's reign wasn't even a reign. It wasn't booked at all. was not booked well. Right. Uh, EO, this has been like her only story in defense. So that doesn't make me feel great. And they just need to do a better job with Japanese wrestlers in general, especially Japanese female champions and making their reigns come across stronger. Now, 
this is a triple threat. Charlotte doesn't have to take the pin to lose here. Maybe that's part of why she's added. Uh, maybe she's pinning Asuka or something. Like there, there might be something else there. But the outcome piece of this makes me very nervous. I think the match is going to be incredible if that's where this ends up going. Uh, any thoughts on this match and the angle that we got here? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to where are they going with this? Um, Charlotte's always kind of in the picture with the title. I think like she's never anywhere outside of that. Um, so I don't, in my heart, I don't feel like they're going to be putting it back on Charlotte. I could be 1000% wrong on this, but I feel like the real story here is the one with Oscar and Io. I, I need to, I, so. I think that they need to expand on this. I think that they need to keep it on Io and then, you know, get out of this triple threat crap stuff that they're trying to do and kind of move on to a one-on-one, but it has to be something crazy. I would love to see like a cage match between these two women. Um, I'm you know, all for a of, trilogy of this. Yes. I'm um, all for I, a trilogy of this. Yeah. I want them to put them through, um, through the gauntlet, let them do what they do best against each other and don't let them hold back. Um, just because I think that this will really elevate EO to a status that we have not seen her in because she's kind of been in this mix of this trios, you know, with since coming back with uh with Bailey and whatnot. So I want to see where she goes. I want to see that that fire in her um and solidify her as a singles. Uh, credible singles opponent for anyone. Sure. Um, not just be kind of like this, you know, as much as we love damage control, I don't know, I might be speaking for myself. Uh, it does get sometimes to be a little bit like corny, like a little oh, too absolutely. many game, too many games, right? Like you got the world championship involved, the world champion, women's champion involved in a trios. And half the time it's like, you know, it's all funny business, like Bailey getting her into matches or stupid things happening around it. Like, I want her to feel like when you watch Rhea or you watch Charlotte or you watch Becky, they feel and look like champions. I want that for you as well. I agree. And I do think of it. Part of it is probably so that Bailey can be a mouthpiece. But to your point, they're also playing the same games. Like we see the same dissension. We see the same interference over and over again. So there's not like a um, refreshed approach within all of that. So I'm with you there. I would like to see EO stand out a little bit more. I thought the match we got last week was a really good step in that direction. Hopefully the in-ring that we get with this triple threat continues to advance that, but I am with you. Guys, get in your super chats, but not your humper chats tonight. I don't have access to them, um, but we do appreciate any support you want to throw our way. And I will also remind you to head over to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe, would you? Because not only can you subscribe for $5 a month, you can subscribe for $51 a year until Monday, which is two free months. We have annual billing now. So if you are like, I am in it to win it with Fightful, okay? I am literally so faithful to you guys. I have no doubts that over the next year, I am going to stay in your wrestling news camp. Subscribe annually. Uh, We've had some really wonderful um, people not only doing that, but sending really nice messages with with that saying like happy to subscribe for a year five dollars a month is a bargain we've just been getting some really really nice stuff so um thank you for the kind words and for those subscriptions but it's a good deal if you want to pay up front you get a couple of months free in that but that discounted rate only goes till monday so 
get in there now. I get think it. You're gonna want to see some of the news coming out of Wrestle Dream. That's how Black I'm Friday specials about this. hitting you now, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's, We're heading into October. It's your October special. All right. It's, it's your October. <laughs> By now, now, by now, by now. <laughs> well, saying I'm not a character hater, but why though? It feels like they are holding off for Kyrie to come in so that the storyline can be with Asuka oh, and Io shoot. gets going. It's true. Kyrie is I... waiting in the wings. Yeah. Wow. Good, good point. Good we'll point see. on that. One LT photo. Thank you for your service. Thank Hello, bros. CSJ promo with Renee. He's the best. He is the best. I got asked by someone who doesn't watch wrestling, like, oh, what's like his character? And I was like, uh, he's just the best wrestler in the world and calls everybody dick. That's, That's pretty much it. it. And then my yeah. co-host at ROH when Reg isn't here, SP3 was like, oh, I describe him as the best technical wrestler in the world uh, who's also obsessed with George Michael because he's done a lot of promos about George Michael. He's just the best. We stand ZSJ on the show. I'm very excited to see on Sunday. Also very excited that they're getting him in on Rampage and Collision because I feel like sure. it's another situation where it's like a Danielson dream match, right? So you don't need a ton of build, but it is nice. And he's such a silly promo telling Brian Danielson to get back into Zorball. Come on. Who doesn't love this guy? Good stuff here. So that brings us to the main event segment. And I'm going to wrap in some of the stuff that happened earlier with the bloodline. We covered all of that opening stuff, but we do have a couple more segments backstage where uh, the bloodline, bloodline is cutting through the hallways and an annoyed Jimmy Uso is just attacking anybody he can get his hands on. That includes Ashante the Adonis and B-Fab, who's looking on just kind of helpless in the situation. Jeez. So what the big thing here is Solo Sokoa attacks Adonis and puts him through a table, and we do get Paul Heyman saying he's going to call Roman Reigns. Dun, dun, dun. Who won't be back until November. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and out of all the stink they made about John Cena not being here, wouldn't you know it, he's making his way to the ring with his fast lane contract in hand. He's going to fight himself. Not He's not going to fight himself. He's going to fight by himself if he has to. Uh, John Cena saying he didn't have a partner to face Jimmy and Solo. So he simply is going to have a handicap match. And follows that up by saying that he will take them by himself uh, if he couldn't find a partner before Jimmy Uso's music hits. Mm -hmm. And we have the partner that everybody was helping would come out, right? We hear LA Knight. He is back and he makes the saying he is still so over, man. He is getting enormous pops in segments yeah, like this. Jesus. Absolutely love to see it. Um, this is perfect. This is it's just good because we found out last week. Actually, Sean was on air when he found out uh that he had COVID, so it looks like he's recovered just fine, which we're happy about first and foremost, just like as a person, right? Correct. Um, so that is good. And this is the, the perfect program to set up. I think this is a great way to keep LA Knight moving up the card. You're not going to want him in the title picture for a little bit. I think we'll probably get him in Roman in the new year, maybe at Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. great, great way to close the show. It did eat up a lot of real estate on the, the show tonight, but you have John Cena there. You got LA Knight there. Main event LA Knight here. I love to see it. What were your thoughts on how we closed out tonight? 
Uh, you know, I know the the thing is that you know we kind of wanted it to be LA night, and it was LA night, and we knew it was LA night. But yet we still acted like we didn't know it was LA night. So it made it even more awesome. Like it came in through the TV so well. Um, the fans love everything LA night. I think WWE is starting to see the value of the LA night. And um, I think after this fast lane match with the with the John Cena, the greatest of all time, um, we should probably start booking this man in meaningful matches that lead towards a certain goal um start putting oh. him yeah if crazy idea it, <laughs> if it happens that the bloodline falls because it could happen this will be the greatest run for la Knight because you're looking in an actual one-on-one where he doesn't have to worry about people over his shoulder and you can have him crawling and and you know you can still have him and by him, I mean uh, Roman Reigns get out of matches in certain ways, the sly devil that he is and whatnot. Um, but I think this will be amazing. Now, here's the thing I got for you, Kate. Where do we go with this? If we want, if are, are we turning our backs on the Kodai and and trying to give the Universal Title to LA Knight? No. I wish, but no. As fa- um, as fans, as fans, not WWE the machine. The machine knows where they're going. As fans, do we are we gonna say, okay, he could maybe finish his story next year? Do, you know, with with all those rumblings of maybe the Rock coming into WrestleMania for like, there's so many. Here's the thing with WWE, they're putting so many layers on top of this cake here of this championship, Universal Title Championship reign, right? Cake. That it's starting to kind of feel now jumbled up and pieces are starting to kind of like, where do they go? Because if you're if you start pushing an L.A. night upward, right, people are going to want him to like chase. Yeah, and but he's, he's, he's so win. hot. He's <laughs> so hot. Who are you going to put him up against? When are they ever? I mean, Sean reported that Roman's going to drop whenever the hell Roman feels like. That is like verbatim, basically, from a top source at WWE. Really? So he has con- total control over his It sure title sounds ring? that. You got to be kidding me. That is what was I've reported. never heard this. Maybe back in the day with Hogan in his contract. It is and, like Hogan level, yeah. Sean reported wow. it. Sean don't miss. So, uh, you know, I think. It's it's The Rock or it's Cody. I think it would be almost promotional malpractice for it not to be uh, The Rock after what we've seen. Uh, but if it's not him, it's Cody. What I would do is have him drop to Cody at Royal Rumble because Oof. of The Rock's interference because that story has never at any point needed the title. It is so much different You're than needed correct. the title. Right. So give Cody the freaking title and let him finish the story. Um, Damn. I would say... I LA Knight to to me it felt like if you're gonna push him here anyway, you should have just given him the money in the bank. Because while Damian Priest is fantastic and I think will be a great champion, you have this whole stable involved and you don't need the money in the bank briefcase to advance that. LA Knight with the money in the brief bank briefcase walking (laughs) around with that thing for like six months is hysterical. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Because uh, Damian Priest could do everything that he's doing right now without that. Um, I 
do feel like LA Knight will be a world champion one day, but I think he's going to be a mid-card champion first. I think he'll be in Got that it. U.S. title okay. picture. I think Santos wins it, but I think maybe your next U.S. title holder is LA Knight, kind of somewhere in that, that yeah. same picture. Especially if you're going to have a heel Santos, you could have a very face LA Knight take it off of him. They have some NXT history too. Uh, LA Knight versus Gunther doesn't feel like it. Right. Does LA not Knight like, versus yeah. Santos Escobar feels like it to me. Um, okay. All right. So, so uh, makes that's, sense. That's the math I would do. That's I was just, you know, it's it's not a bad He's thing. He's bigger when you have than a, the mid card title. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's and it's not a bad thing that you have a cake right now full of all these stars that you want. You know, all this love and and championship lore for, but at the same time, not everyone can be on the top. You know, not it's everyone tough. can be on top unless yeah. you got blue chew. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Damn it. Uh, I do also think that they've kind of boxed themselves into this situation where, yeah. like, you can't capitalize on the fact that he's white hot right now. Yeah. Because of the bloodline story and because Roman has the title and because Roman's never around. Like, when it was like Danielson who was white hot, they just didn't. They could have, but they yeah. just didn't. This time, the story begets something so completely different. You don't even have that option. If LA Knight was on Raw, he could go to Throne Seth for this tomorrow, and it wouldn't be an issue, but he's here on SmackDown. Um, and I think they want Seth to, if he's not losing it to Shinsuke, I think maybe he's holding it till Mania or at least Mania season. So, yeah. so we'll see. LA Knight getting that huge Prince Nana pop, baby. Let's go. He is. He, he is. <laughs> we'll give you a quick rampage rundown. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Uh, if you don't want to hear rampage spoilers, tune out right now. Spoilers. But you have your AEW World at Trios title match, the acclaimed and daddy ass defeating Isaiah Kennedy and the Hardys. Uh, you also have. Oh, we got TMDK. Nice. Uh, TMDK, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Bad Dude Tito. They're like my favorite stable in the world right now. Uh, are going to be on the zero hour against the acclaimed. Oh, that absolutely rules. For those of you who are not familiar with TMDK, that's Zack Saber Jr.'s. The rest of that stable is Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Bad Dude Tito. Shane Haste and Bad Dude Tito especially have really big personalities. They're going to play really nicely off of the acclaimed in that. But that absolutely rules that that's on the zero hour. That makes me happy. Um, Eddie Kingston gives a promo backstage. What else we got? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeating Rocky Romero to retain the title. That is a great match, I'm sure, because Rocky Romero absolutely rules. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar with Rocky, he's a great wrestler. He's also a great commentator. He's also a great booker. He does everything very well in this industry. You get the righteous Dutch and Vincent, who I adore as an ROH stand, beating Caleb Crush and Gunner. So that's a good win for them. Looking strong going into Wrestle Dream. And your main event uh, is Hikaru Shida versus Ruby Soho. And what looks like it was the first ever women's time limit draw, which is cool as hell. Oh. I, I usually watch Rampage on Saturdays um, because I'm doing the show and I record it. And that's just the way I do it. I like to get my it. lunch. Oh, wait, no. She the one with the katana. Never oh, mind. Okay. Just Stuff like my mouth went. and watch some uh, There you go. Rampage. I'm part of the L3 demographics. If anyone knows anything about that. Oh, there you, <laughs> you go. Know, 
<laughs> you know, the, everyone talks about all these uh, numbers and demos. And, and Soraya came out to collect uh, Soho and stare down her challenger for October 10th. Okay, okay. We're Let's getting some go. Soraya action here. Love Ladies to and gentlemen, that. this has been your 1-800-COLLECT Rampage Report. Your Zack Sabre Jr. promo was him saying that a stiff breeze could knock Danielson down, which I love. There's been a lot of this talk. <laughs> Danielson didn't have a year to retire. He barely had a weekend. Oh, good stuff. Love to see it. I'm excited. He's we need to make this like a retirement before humming the final countdown. What a dude. Like the old school the WCW. Best. Uh, you know, when they used to do the rundowns, Roger by Valvoline. <laughs> I know you didn't watch WCW growing up, I didn't, but I am familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Orion Ben saying, I wanted it to be Mia Yim, WWE are cowards, Mia Yim and John Cena. There you go, there's the tag team you could watch, unless you were saying Mia Yim should dethrone Roman. Uh, yes, as long as she beats Sean Ross up to get there. So, yeah, that's all I ask. <laughs> Dang, you retired in Seattle once. I'll retire you again. Well, okay, CSJ. Rude. Arrogant Brits. But that's our show for tonight. There's so much wrestling this weekend. There's Collision. There's No Mercy, which I will be reviewing from Seattle. There's Collision. There's, I already said Collision. There's Wrestle Dream. There's so much going on this weekend. We had SmackDown tonight. It was a whole bunch of fun. Uh, we thank Alex Cardoza for joining us, as always, for the review of it. But Alex, where can the good people right. find you? As long as you continue to have me here on Fridays, I will continue coming. Uh, that's what she so said. I, I, was, I thought about that after I said it. Um, <laughs> Pause. You guys, you guys can find me on the X machine until they start charging $2 for everyone to use it. Um, underscore Alexis Cardoza. You can find me on Instagram where I normally post absolutely everything. Um, and yeah, man, you guys, this is, this is it. It's the end of the year. I know we're coming to the last, like new we are now the in the last nine, less than 90 days till Christmas. And then this is it. We're, we're out of here. 2024. Damn right. 24 is my favorite number. So I'm excited. Fingers crossed for, a better start to the year than the way things have been rocking right now. I got weird you, Dale. Little couple of months, but good stuff here. Hey, you can find me at Wrestle Dream if you're going to be there. I would love to say hi to you. If you will be in Seattle, feel free to come up, introduce yourself. I got to meet a lot of really wonderful people at Grand Slam. Uh, absolutely so much fun to hear about people that tune into the show. It's, it's just the best. So don't be That's a stranger. Awesome. Don't be a dickhead either, but don't be a stranger. Come over and say hello. Uh, I will be marking out the entire time. So very, very excited. But when I'm not there, you can usually catch me on Sundays on Fightful Overbooked with Joel Pearl doing Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring. Mondays on Fightful Select with your Ross Hour Grabs post show. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday right here on the main channel and Wednesdays at the Mark Order Pod. But this time, tomorrow, not this time tomorrow, but for this week, I'll be reviewing the NXT No Mercy Posha with Alex Pulowski as well. Yeah. So good stuff there, guys. Have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. We're out of here. 
Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.